slam my hands onto the table frustratedly. My boyfriend, Jeleny, who was sitting on the sofa watching a movie, looked across at me. Babe, what's wrong? It's this stupid laptop charger. I held it up annoyed. It's not working. Well, you can either sit there and get upset with the charger, or you can purchase a new one on Amazon. I hate purchasing products online. I never get what I purchase. Everywhere is closed, babe. What other choice do you have? Jeleny did have a point. I needed my laptop to work, so I decided to purchase a charger via Amazon. Little did I know that making that purchase was going to change my life forever. Hi, my name is Cindy, and boy, do I have a story for you. But before I get to that, don't forget to like and subscribe to our amazing channel. Of course, smash that notification bell so you'll know when our new stories are posted. The next day, my Amazon package arrived. I took it to the table and opened it up. You've got to be kidding me, I groaned in despair. Jelani's head peeked over my shoulder and he chuckled. <laughs> this isn't funny, I protested. Jelani reached into the box and pulled out the man's gold watch that was snuggled comfortably in the box. I'm sorry, babe, but you really do have the worst luck when ordering products online. He slipped the gold watch onto his wrist and admired it. Don't worry, I'll place another order today, okay? I nodded. There was nothing else I could do but wait. After a few hours, the package arrived and inside was a brand new charger. I quickly forgot about the watch and set out to complete my work projects. Later that week was Jelani's and I's third anniversary. We exchanged gifts. Jelani got me a gorgeous charmed bracelet. When I handed Jelani's gift, I looked at him. It may not be as nice as the one in the Amazon package, but I hope you like it. Jelani looked at me suspiciously and opened his gift. He smiled broadly <laughs> as he took it out of the gift box. I could see why you were upset when you opened the Amazon package. Yes, people, I purchased a watch for Jelani about three weeks ago. On the back was an inscription, Time stands still when I'm with you. He leaned over and kissed me. Thanks, babe. It's what I always wanted. He removed the gold watch from his wrist and replaced it with the one I bought. I still have another surprise for you. He took my hand and kissed it gently. My eyes lit up. I asked Devin if we could use his cafe tonight for our anniversary dinner. We always go to dinner, and I didn't want to break tradition. A few hours later, when we arrived at the cafe, the counters were lined with flowers and candles. In the middle of the cafe was a table set for two. And guess what, guys? He proposed! And of course I said yes! We had an amazing dinner. By the time we left the restaurant, I was on cloud nine. Nothing could have happened that night to change my mood. Or so I thought. As we walked towards the car park, I was admiring my ring when the unthinkable happened. A black car pulled up next to us. I felt something hit me over the head. I staggered and through dazed eyes, I looked on in horror as Jelani was forced into the car. No! I cried as I reached out for him. The car sped off and I tried to run after it, but I looked like a newborn cat, tripping over my own two feet. After a few seconds, I sank to the ground and cried. Eventually, I was able to pull out my phone from my purse and call the police. I sat on one of the benches outside the cafe and waited for the police. When they arrived, they took my statement. Before leaving, they advised me to go to the hospital and get my head checked out. I nodded and they left. I didn't want to go to the hospital, I wanted to find my fiancé! Luckily for me, the keys to the car were in my purse. I hopped into the car and tried to figure out why anyone would want to kidnap Jeleny. As soon as I got home, I sat by my phone and hoped that the kidnappers would call. At least I would know if Jeleny was okay. I must have fallen asleep because my eyes shot open when I heard my phone ring. It was a private number. This has to be them, I thought to myself. Hello? 
Hello, Cindy. The way he said my name made the hairs on the back of my neck stand firm. The male voice on the other end continued. The watch that you received a few days ago? It is very valuable to me. Tomorrow, bring it to the old docks on Pier 1 for 10 p.m. Don't contact the police. The line went dead. I went to the dresser where Jeleny kept his watch and picked it up. What's so valuable about this watch? I scrutinized front and back. Suddenly, the cap behind the watch popped off and a computer chip fell out. Well, I'll be damned, I muttered to myself as I picked up the chip. Okay, Cindy, you can't call the police or Jeleny is done for. You'll need to find out what's on the chip. I called my ex-boyfriend, Ryan, who was obsessed with anything techie. I told him what happened and asked if he could bring the chip tonight for him to check out. Sure thing, Cindy. Anything I can do to help. Immediately, I placed the chip in my purse and hopped into the car. Upon arrival at Ryan's, I handed him the chip. While he worked on removing the passwords from the chip, I paced aimlessly. Cindy, if you don't stop pacing, you'll owe me a new carpet. Ryan joked. <laughs> Sulking, I sank myself into the sofa and closed my eyes. The black car, me reaching out to Jeleny, the pain, the confusion, all seemed to rush back at once. I felt someone touch me lightly and I jumped. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to startle you. Ryan's face was filled with concern. Do you need water? A soda? I gulped hard and looked at Ryan's clock on the wall. It was 2 a.m. No, I'm okay. I rubbed behind my neck. What did you find? Come and check this out. Ryan walked back to the computer and I followed. It took me a while to crack it, but I did. Cindy, you've come across something that could put a lot of people away for a long time. Do you recognize any of these names? I squinted as I looked through the names on the computers. Hey, is that Tom Morgan? As in the Judge Tom Morgan? The one who released Sylvester Riley, even though there was evidence to put him away for 20 years? Yep, you're correct. This chip holds account numbers, money transfers, and names of lawyers, judges, police officers, senators. If they're dirty, their name is on this payroll. I felt the room spinning. The last thing I remember was someone holding me before I fell to the ground and everything went black. I woke up groggy the next morning trying to figure out where I was. Then everything that happened before came rushing back. Ryan walked into the room with a tray. On it were bacon, eggs, pancakes, juice, and a bottle of painkillers. You gave me quite a scare. You have a nasty bump on the back of your head that you need to check out. I'll be okay, I said as I opened the bottle of painkillers. I popped two in my mouth and gulped down some of the juice. I've made two copies of the chip. I'll keep one and I'll give you the next one. Ryan handed me the chip and a flash drive. Hide the chip back in the watch. Do you want me to come with you today by the pier? I can't risk it. I'll go alone. Thank you for everything. I left Ryan's and replaced the chip as soon as I got home. Around 9.30 p.m., I grabbed the watch and jumped into my car. Once I got to the pier, I didn't even have time to turn off my engine before someone yanked open the driver's door and dragged me out the car. He was a muscular guy covered with tattoos. Do you have the watch? I nodded. It's in the car in my purse. He nodded to one of the guys with him who dumped the contents of my purse on the passenger seat. When the watch fell out, he grabbed it and slammed the car door. Got it, boss! I was dragged to one of the old warehouses where I saw Jeleny tied to the chair. His face was badly bruised. I pulled away from my captor and ran towards him, tears streaming down my face. Oh, babe, what did they do to you? I murmured softly as I touched his face lightly. I turned to the tattooed man and yelled, You have your watch now, let us go! We promised we won't tell anyone, just let us go! Frankie, check the chip to make sure it's A-OK. -okay. A tall, lanky man with glasses walked up and took the chip. He walked to the corner of the room where a computer system was set up and inserted the chip. 
After a few minutes, he walked up to the tattooed man and whispered something to him. It looks like we have a problem. Seems that our ship has been tampered with. The tattooed man whisked out a gun and pointed it directly at Jeleny and I. My eyes widened and my pulse raced. There was no way we were going to get out of this alive. Suddenly, the lights went out and smoke filled the room. Come on, guys! Ryan's voice came from behind me. We don't have much time. After untying Jeleny, Ryan and I supported him as we exited the back of the warehouse. Ryan quickly opened the back door of his blue van and we placed Jeleny inside, before scrambling to the front seats. As we were about to pull off, we heard the back door open and Jeleny screamed. Ryan and I looked back in horror as the back door of the van was open. The tattooed man had Jeleny by the neck dangling a few inches from the ground. Jeleny kicked in the back of the van door and, with his last bit of strength, shouted, Go! Ryan sped off and I looked in the rearview mirror. Jeleny was tossed to the ground like a rag doll. The tattooed man stood over him with a gun. The last sound I heard before we drove out of the parking lot was one single explosion. Ryan pulled up to the police station a few minutes later. By then, I was crying uncontrollably. With his help, I was able to go into the station and make a report about everything that happened. I also gave them a copy of the file that I kept in my shoe for safekeeping. After giving the statements, the officer took my number and they said they would call me if they found anything. Ryan took me home and walked me to the door. I don't think you should stay here tonight. Or at least not alone. Ryan touched my face affectionately. I'll be okay. I just need some time alone. Ryan nodded and headed back to the van and I closed the door. After I showered, I sat down and flicked through the TV stations. I couldn't wrap my mind around the fact that Jeleny was gone. I got up to get some water and when I passed the window, I noticed Ryan's van parked outside. It was around 6 a.m. when the officer called my phone to say the only thing they found at the warehouse was a pool of blood, but no body. I thanked him for the information and hung up. That means Jeleny could still be alive. This thought gave me the hope that I was looking for. I decided to talk to a reporter about what I found out. I figured that if they published it and I used myself as bait, that once kidnapped, I would be taken to Jeleny. I set my plan in motion later that day. Then came the waiting part. Nothing happened for the first two days. Then, one night, when I opened my bedroom door, I saw a masked man standing by my bedroom window. Even though I was scared, the thought of seeing Jeleny again gave me the courage that I needed. I allowed the man to put a black sack over my head and tie my hands. While walking through the house, heading towards the door, someone pushed me to the side and I heard grunting and things breaking around me. After a few minutes, the noise died down and someone snatched the sack from my head. Ryan, what are you doing? He quickly cut my ropes loose and grabbed me by the arm. No time to explain now. Let's go. Without another word, we got into the van and drove off. Why did you do that? He was going to take me to Jeleny. You spoiled everything. Cindy, he was going to kill you. He looked at me hesitantly. There's something I need to show you. A bit confused, I indulged Ryan. After a few hours, we arrived in a nice suburban area with white picket fences and two-car garage houses. We sat in the van silently, each in our own thoughts. At approximately 6.30 a.m., a man emerged from a house. He was kissed by a heavily pregnant woman who had a little boy hanging onto her leg. When he looked in our direction before jumping into his car and driving off, my heart broke into a million pieces. Jeleny? So all this time he's been living two lives? Ryan squeezed my hand comfortingly. There is something else that I need to tell you. Ryan went on to tell me that he was an undercover agent, and now that everything has been exposed by me, there is a bounty on my head and I have to go into the witness protection program. 
He said that Jelani was working with the kidnappers to fake his death so he could come back to his family. I couldn't believe that I had risked my life and my freedom for someone who didn't love me. I felt broken and I felt betrayed. That day, I decided that before I closed my eyes for good on this earth, Jelani was going to pay. Do you want to see part two of my story where I get my revenge on Jelani? Then get this video to 20,000 likes.